What's the next one, man? I know we 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 had we had that time, man. What's the next one? I, I, that I'll steal? watch it. Don't steal. So I want to elaborate on this for a second. Don't steal. It's pretty common. Hey, this isn't yours. Don't take it. But the thing is, how often do we take others' joys? How often do you take do we let others take our joy? How often do you let others take your calm, your patience? Like all of a sudden. You're watching, you're at home, you're relaxing, you're reading the Bible, all right? I'm, I'm with Jeff because I watch how he's watching his mouth and I'm over here dropping F-bombs. So you're... <laughs> you, can have, you, can, you can have mine. I don't I don't use them. So you, you got your extra overflow. I'm, 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 I'm respectful. I get it. Yeah, you do, be, My be, thing be. is... I, I, oh, trust me, I will be. There's no one else like me. I've realized that in this world and that's why I take it. So for me, it's I got tired of letting others steal my joy. I got tired of letting others steal. And I'm being honest with this. Think about work. Be, be honest with yourself. You go and you work your tail off all day and then someone else gets the credit. They stole your work ethic. They stole your joy and they stole your, I don't even know, your promotion maybe. The thing is, when we let others get into our heads, it is, as you just said, where who you're vibrating with, who you're around and all that, we can let them control and confuse us. Don't let that happen. If you can control yourself and control your urges, you're going to be able to handle yourself better so people can't steal your joy and you're not stealing theirs. Mm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Man, I'm just loving the flow, man. I'm just loving the flow, man. This is, oh, oh, man. Number nine. I'll, di- I'll dive right into number nine because these two go together, okay? Okay. All right. Number nine. Don't oh. lie, okay? It sounds so simple. And all of these religions, every single one says, don't lie. Let your yes be yes, let your no be no. All these different things. But the thing is, how often have you heard, oh, little white lies don't hurt? Oh, don't worry about that. Don't think about that. Don't worry. Let that go. That's their responsibility now. Stuff like that. The thing is, don't lie. You back up and you bump the car behind you. Leave them a note even if there's no damage. Why? Because that's your conscious that you don't know what maybe what you did. Maybe you shook something loose and all of a sudden the inside the security is going off all the time and they need to get that fixed. The thing is, you don't need to be always trying to protect yourself. Sometimes the truth is way more profound than the lie that you're going to come up with. And it's going to get you way further. So don't lie so you don't have to worry about what everybody else is thinking or what you said to others. That's wonderful. Even even Shakespeare, he ain't necessarily religious, but he said, to thine own self, be true. And that's a lot of what we're talking about here is when when you're talking about being lit or living in truth, it's like when we start learning these spiritual truths and those things that are, are outside of this physical plane, that truth is what, it doesn't change. It doesn't matter what the religion is. The truth is going to be the truth even when the facts shift from time to time, because the facts can change. But when the truth shows up, the facts don't matter. Mm-hmm. Um, I, can hey. I throw something at you, Howard? I got something to throw at you. Okay. This is for both Wait, of you. Howard, Howard, be goes <laughs> Howard be that name. So which Wait, that's what I'm saying. Said, who's, I'm gonna... who's Howard? I don't know who you call you Howard. <laughs> so I mean, I'm Harry. <laughs> yeah, he, he didn't call you Howard a few. Yeah, call him Rev. That works. <laughs> I like Rev better. That's why I stick with Rev and Pastor. I like That's it. Not, I, I couldn't let it go again. I said, Howard, be that name. <laughs> I thought he was talking to you, man. I, that's why I didn't say nothing. I'm like, Howard. Harry, I know Jeff's name. Don't worry about that. All right. Howard, Pastor Howard. Okay. <laughs> all right. Oh, so 
hold more on. with it, and I, I, I and I got a few I, things to say after you get. No, no, I want you to. I'm gonna I'm gonna throw a fact out here that I could show you guys the evidence on that I don't think a lot of people know. So when you go and you're running for a political office, we're not allowed to offer. You're not allowed to offer anything. Hey, I'll give you free movie tickets. Hey, do this and I'll buy you McDonald's or something. We're not allowed to bribe, right? Do you know why that is? Because they abide the politicians. Well, yes. Because they're politicians are supposed to be for the people. How about the first election held for president? George Washington was losing and he turns around and he goes to the state of Virginia and sends his people to all the pubs. Anybody who didn't vote, he will give that buy them their drinks for the night if they go vote for him. He won the election because of this. And his first act was to abolish the fact that you're not allowed to give you're not allowed to bribe your voters. So what I'm saying is. The facts that are there sometimes get covered up. And when the truth comes out, it will always, always represent the better. So we now know something about our politicians from day one that, don't get me wrong, had a lot of wrong in, the, in different ways. I want to make sure I point that. But there's things that they were doing and things that we do today that are always judged in different ways. And you have to know that times change and you have to adapt. And without George Washington do that, he never would have been our first president, and I wouldn't be able to tell this story. But I also say, without him being there, we wouldn't be able to know where we're going to go and how we're going to do stuff for ourselves. You have to be able to separate the two and know who you are so you don't do that same thing, leading people down the wrong road. I'll shut up now, Harry. Howard. (laughs) I'm going to give it to the real McCoy first. Hold on, the real McCoy. Because I'm out. I'm out the. I'm out the blow for a minute. Hold on now. Oh, I'm in mute I, I'll pass the mic this time. I, I, I'm just absorbing this one. <laughs> All right. So first, let me deal with number eight real quick because I ain't say nothing on that. Do not steal. Do not let others steal from you. Understand this: a person can't take was not theirs, and if they are in possession of something that's yours, then that means that you gave it over. A person can't push your buttons unless you give them the controller first. So understand what it is to honor the limits of your territory. Because if a person is taking something from you, more than likely you're in their territory or they're in yours, maybe. But honor your own territory. All right. And as far as the stealing, the other is a reflection of yourself. So to take from the other is essentially to take to your, take from yourself. Whatever you put out there, whatever energy you are vibrating at. When you're in that, that energy of, oh, I'm about to get them, I'm about to take this, I'm about to take that, that's what you are attracting in your life in some form or fashion. It's not as linear as you think. It's not as basic as you may think. It's okay, well, I stole this and, well, I don't really care if somebody steal that same thing from me. No, it's going to be about something that you do care about. Ain't nobody worried about that if you don't care about it. <laughs> that same energy that you put out there is going to come back to you. And usually, usually it's in a different form. Now, number nine, don't lie and you won't have to worry about what others have said, have what you have said to others. Yeah, but worry about what you've said to others. There we go. Understand that the other is a reflection of oneself. And so in a state of lying, I want to extend compassion to you. In a state of lying, the only reason you are projecting a lie is because you first chosen or made the choice not to accept your truth. Ignorance and freedom cannot coexist. And so some part of you that believe, that believe this limiting belief of unworthiness, you've attached yourself to that thought that you are unworthy of something. And so now you got to present yourself in a different fashion. But understand that that perfectionistic part 
is the is is a cognitive distortion. It doesn't understand how strong you are. It doesn't understand just how worthy you are. It doesn't understand that. It doesn't operate from that space. It operates from a place of dark, not light. And so when you are projecting a lie, essentially what you're what you're really projecting for a person like myself anyway, is the fact that you've yet to truly accept your truth, which means that you live in a state of fear. And the hardest prison that to, to escape is a prison that we can't see, touch, taste, or smell. It's consisted of our fears. And we trap ourselves in those things, clothed in those lies and fears, believing that we'll be safe, mm-hmm. not knowing that that is the source of our suffering. With life does bring pain, but much of our suffering is self-chosen because we've not accepted our truth. Again, my favorite author, Khalil Gibran, pain is the breaking of the shell that encloses your understanding. It's the bitter potion by which the, doc- the doctor within heals your sick self. So drink the potion in, t- in peace and tranqu- tranquility. Again, let me say that a little bit slower. Yes, please. Pain <laughs> is the breaking of the shell that encloses your understanding. It is the bitter medicine by which your inner doctor heals you. Your truth, your pain is the guide to your truth because your pain is not there to judge you. To hell with the judgments. To hell with it, what anybody else got to say about you. What somebody got to say about you is none of your damn business. You can't pay your bills with what nobody think about you. It's not about what other people say about you or anybody outside judgment. It's about how you judge you and how you see you. Understand this energy right now. People are are throwing stones right now. There's always going to be some some Salem witch trials, and I'm not really saying saying that this is it, but. You know, people toss around the word narcissistic like it's water, like they actually most of the people that that toss it around can't even spell the word, let alone understand the ramification that is a disorder. But if you notice with people who are actually clinically diagnosed with narcissistic personality disorder, they're constantly projecting out lies. And the very lie that they project is their own truth. (laughs) And it's so obvious to see. That's what I mean by ignorance and freedom cannot coexist. And so they can't even see it because they've already made the choice to not see. But until the unconscious becomes conscious, it will direct your life and you will call it fate. That's that's it. That's all I got to say on those. And where, where, where we at? I, I want to drop the mic on there. I wish I had sound effects. And like, that was well done. I, <laughs> like there you go. <laughs> yeah, we, 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 Howard be that name gave me that one. <laughs> there we go, Howard be that. Name. I, worst part is I know his name, and I'm like I so still saying it. I'm like Harry Howard, Howard Harry. Yeah, that was funny. All right, so number ten, and this one I think everybody needs to understand, and this is a big one. Stay grateful while not comparing yourself to others, and the reason I say that is number ten is because. A lot of what the first part of these are remembering who you are, remembering where you come from and knowing where you're grounded and finding your best you. But the thing is, as we've said, we've had a lot of goods and bads and analogies and all this. But if you can't stay grateful, if you can't see where you're blessed, and it could be something as small as funny as this is going to sound, that dumpster that you got food from that you at least ate today, like... It could be something as small as that. The minute we start taking the small blessings and really saying, yes, thank you. It's like how in John, it says in the book of John, it says that you have many talents. Some have one, some have five, some have 10. And a lot of people take that as talents like juggling or speaking and stuff. The thing is, your talents are something you're supposed to be able to use to give blessings and give back. You're supposed to be able to know who you are. And when you stay grateful to yourself and giving back to others, you're going to be able to never compare yourself to others because you're already going to be vibrating at a level so high, you're going to be blessing yourself left and right. Mm-hmm. Rev. 
I'm done. You guys can yell at each other now. Oh, yeah, you, know, you were talking <laughs> about you, Rev. You, this is the only Rev on here. No, no, no. You're a Rev. He's how he he's Jeff. <laughs> yeah, it's the other way around. It's the other way around. Hold on. It's yeah. I know what I know. What's what? You're Rev. Wait, I did it backwards. You're, you're Rev. Okay. You're Rev. I'm the real and, McCoy. <laughs> and you're the real McCoy right there. I got this. Okay. All right. Reverend All right. Howard. I'll be Rev. I'll be Rev. <laughs> so the real McCoy. What you got for number ten? I know you got something for number ten. Okay, well, I'll stand there for the rev for a second. As far, as far as gratitude, that is is paramount. Gratitude is just your your. We talk about staying present when you can be present to the things that you are grateful for. Um, every day, I, I before I wake up and put my feet on the floor, I'm like, thank you for another day. It's like be- gratitude begets more, and you don't have to compare yourself to others because. Everything that others have, um, you have the capacity to have that same more because we're made of the same stuff. Being being a part of that spiritual consciousness that God has placed in our individual personalities and given us an ego to have of our own, we have the capacity to focus on those things that are spiritual and not just on those things that are, are physically present. But when we acknowledge the source, the causation beneath that thing that we are experiencing, then we can expand it because there are no limits. There are no walls that say you can only go so far from a spiritual standpoint. And when you understand that beneath all matter is spirit and you being a part of that entirety, that universal spirit, if you will, you have the capacity to reach outside of your physical walls and reach into that spiritual world and pull those things into physical manifestation. So if you're grateful for the little things, then you know, spirit recognizes that God recognizes that, hey, you understand that you're not doing it of your own physical effort and your and your strength and power or your might, but you are understanding and recognizing that something, someone higher and greater than who you are and who you represent on this plane has made the provisions for you. And when you are, re- are acknowledging that source and, 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 and its ability to give you, then Gratitude begets more. You begin to receive more. You begin to expand because once you can start believing and trusting God for 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 something a little bit more than what you currently have, you can be grateful. It was Peter, I believe it was, that said, "I've learned to be content with such as I have." But he wasn't satisfied necessarily. He didn't say I had to stop there. You can be content where you are, but still pressing because he said he said press toward the mark for the prize of the high calling, meaning he wanted more than what he currently had. So you can still strive for more and want more, but while being grateful for what you have and trusting God or spirit to provide you the avenues and the channels to create more abundance in your life. And then that will show up. And as your faith grows and your belief grows, the things that you have to be grateful for grows. And that that talent grows from one to five to 10 to 30, 60, 100 folk. Yes, yes. I'll add, again, y'all summed it up, brothers. He's one of y'all. But I'll add that gratitude is the highest state of receivership. So I'll deal with the back end of that first, staying grateful and not comparing yourself to others. First, you can't compare yourself to other to the other because not even twins are born identical. Every human soul was born on purpose, for a purpose, with a purpose. The journey is to discover that and then to live in that truth of your purpose. That's what authenticity is about. And the reason why my mission is to assist others in developing the audacity to live unapologetically authentic is because that is the practice of happiness, because happiness is not a destination to be reached, but the way we travel, we must 
travel and practice the art of being happy because too many of us practice the art of being miserable and we put that energy out there. And if all you stare at is what you don't want, you compare yourself to the other and say, and then look at what you got and say you don't want. But guess what? We don't see things as they are, but as we are. So then you create and invite in more experiences of what you don't want because wherever energy, wherever attention goes, energy flows and everything consistently. You see how these universal laws all tie in together? It is omnipresent. (laughs) And so gratitude is the highest state of receivership. Because when you are in a grateful state, you are asking, you are soliciting more of that which you are grateful for. Preach, Rev. <laughs> Y'all gonna stop now. You are asking, this, 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 literally, you are asking, you are asking to receive because where you're moving is from your head to your heart. And when you're in a state of gratitude, it opens up the heart space to receive. You see, there's a responsibility in in that interaction of both giver and receiver. The giver got to know what they're giving and give what it is that the person is actually seeking, desiring, or needing. They must give from love, give from love. Basically, the giver must operate from a space of love, but the receiver must be also open to receive love. And many of us are not open to receive love because we've identified a pseudo love or a love based off of conditions as love. And now we say we don't want that. Understand that all love is unconditional, meaning it does not come with conditions. It's not a matter of whether you are worthy or unworthy. It's not a matter of whether you practice lying or or being envious or where you came. It's not about your story. It's about your truth. Because ignorance and freedom cannot coexist. And so our shame, that emotion of shame, when we get out of alignment with who we are, shame is our cry for correction. And understand that shame does not represent who you are, but who you are not. And the moment that you see that you are staring at who you are not, you must be intentional and mindfully move your awareness back towards who you are. Because whatever you stare at eventually becomes your reality. And so then you convince yourself that you are shame. You move from I've done something bad to I am bad, as Brene Brown would put it. So gratitude opens you up to receive your heart's desires, period. That's why you be grateful in all things, because it's not, oh, oh, that's the wrong one right there. That's from what missionaries and I don't even know what's on about that. But anyway, oh, Lord, have mercy. I got quotes and where all this coming from now? Hold on now. <laughs> God, dog, I got all type of stuff ladies on you. Gen- ladies and gentlemen, it's time for the tithe and offering section of this, of this podcast. <laughs> we we apparently have technical that. difficulties right now. We're going to be <laughs> But again, I just sum it up by saying that gratitude opens up the heart space, which when you give up, when you went, when, when life understands, because life is always conspiring in your favor. So when you say to life, I want, or I'm looking at what I don't want, that's your choice. And so life then allows what you don't want to remain. But then when you open up your heart via gratitude and give thanks in all things, now you've opened up your hands to receive what it is that you truly desire. Because it's only when I let go of who I am that I'm able to become who I might be. You got to let go of those old choices, those old limiting beliefs about yourself, those old stories you keep telling about yourself, those old limitations you keep placing on yourself. That's what you must let go in order to become who you might be. And gratitude is the highest state of receivership. Gratitude will allow you to stop staring at what it is that you are not Mm -hmm. and what it is that you don't want. And pivot you right back towards what is right for you, what will help you to heal or to become whole again from that fractured state of fear and shame. 
because in a fractured state, ego dominates. But when you mm. reintegrate or you become whole again, now you heal and you understand that holy and heal has the same origin. And so to be holy is to heal. So to be holy or to heal, if you're walking a path of healing, then eventually you're being holy. So if you're walking, you're healing a path of reintegration or returning to love, then you're walking your path of what's right for you or what is righteous for you. So now you're walking your path of righteousness based off of living in accordance with your truth. Seek not. <laughs> I'll say one last, one last thing. Seek not the path to God, but rather seek to find God on your path. Yes. Mm. So I have one question. Yes. Did you guys buy your headphones together? <laughs> Look, no, I, there's a lot of synergy. There's a lot of synergy going on. I may have made a recommendation or two. I ain't gonna, yeah, he made you a know, recommendation. Wait, mine's a lot. That was all it was. It cracked me up because I'm like sitting here, and it was it was honestly commandment number three. I caught it, and I'm like, I have to wait till we get through all ten of these before I can bring this up. So I'm, I, that was when I was like, wow, they have the same exact headset on. I'm like, I was looking at the mics. I'm looking at the background. I'm like, all right, where else are they matching up on this? So I think that uh, honestly, I'm, I'm grateful you had me on for this. Uh, yes. It was a very Absolutely. special part for my heart, and I. I when I shared it with you to begin with, Howard. So when I shared it to you to begin with, it was because I was feeling it myself. And you called me and said, let's bring Brother Jeff on because I know he's going to have this and we're going to have some synergy. The thing is, the synergy between us is one thing, but we need to make sure everybody that's listening to this didn't hear three grown men's voices and giving a word out there that was of nothing. This is a seed that's being planted in your heart for you guys to hear and find the best version of yourself. Do yourself a favor after this podcast. Please share it and send it out there and love on others. Remember to pick one of these and just go with it and be your best you. Thank you. The real McCoy. What you got, brother? As we sign and all. What you got, brother? Yeah. I'm I'm so glad I had an opportunity to just hang out with you guys today. I mean, it's it's been phenomenal. It's been a blessing. And and, and just to just to share and give give other perspectives. Cause a lot of times we need to see some things slightly different and have a different understanding. Cause a lot of times we get our own box, our own paradigm of how things are. And there may have been a deeper understanding, diff- deeper meaning that we may have missed along the process. And like I said, it comes some it's if you don't take those times to stand still and be quiet and hear what God is dropping into your spirit or the universe is dropping into your spirit. For you, you might be at a stage where you need to hear somebody who understands it at a slightly different level than you might understand it and be able to share those insights. But once you understand and you can grab hold of those things and you can begin to run and, and then that desire to understand more and to go deeper starts to grow and and build up into you like a well of water. You start seeking. And it's like when you start seeking, it's like you will not thirst or hunger for it because it will be provided for you. When you have that burning desire to go and understand God on a higher level, and you know, it will be provided. All you have to do is ask for it and say, hey, I'm open. Teach me, show me, and it will come to you. And then after you've asked, shut up, be quiet. Just listen and receive what he has to say to you. That's all I got. Mm-hmm. Look, I am so grateful for the two of y'all and for this synergistic flow because we're two or three are gathered. Come on now. So I just I just want to just state that I'm grateful for you and I'm grateful that y'all took time to share and bless this stage with me. And I, I know that we've given a mouthful. People understand now, you know, that that 
I'm dealing with giants here, y'all. I need y'all to understand. But also we respect and honor those that came before us, whatever the story is, no matter what they may have or may not have accomplished in their lifetime, because we stand on the shoulders of giants. Even if they lay down, we still stand on the shoulders of giants. So again, my name is the Nocturnal Therapist. We got the real McCoy. Y'all got our websites down. Now we got Brandon Croucher out here. You heard me? We got our websites down at the bottom. I've been flashing them down every now and again. Y'all got anything else, fellas, y'all want to say before we head on out? I got one thing, and I meant to put it in earlier. We compared all these different religions and that, and we kept bringing up Jesus and Buddha and stuff. But the one thing we have to remember, what was Jesus doing before he got taken away? What did the disciples say happened to him where throughout all of it when he needed to get answers? He went and was alone and was in silence. The only way anyone gets to where they want is you have to go be alone. Come on. I I, I agree with what what, what Brandon was just saying entirely. You have to have that time to to just get in silence and be be in peace and and quiet and just receive. You have to open yourself up to receive. And, And I know... In the Christian world, it doesn't mean you got to become possessed with a bunch of different spirits and all that type stuff. But it's just it's part of standing still and seeing the salvation of the Lord, if you will. It's just it's just being quiet and trusting and knowing that he has you so covered and you can sit back and say, hey, these things that are my responsibility, I'll handle these things that are beyond my ability. I'll allow you to handle because, you know, we're told to help each other carry each other's burden and those burdens that we help each other carry. That means it's too much of a weight for us to carry on our own. So we get help from one another. We help our brother. We are our brother's keeper in that sense or our sister's keeper for that will. But our own loads, it says you ought to carry your own loads. It's, that's just going to be just like your, 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 your nap bat, knapsack. You can carry that. You don't need no help with it. We are not to put our loads on other people. We are to get help with our burdens, but we are to carry our loads. So make sure that as you go forth, that when you need help, go get the help that you need. Don't try to handle burdens all by yourself. But when you got your load that you and you alone are responsible for, make sure you carry it. Don't try to toss it off on somebody else. Bless you. I like Jeff. I like Jeff a lot. Like you too, Y'all have it, ladies and gentlemen. (laughs) I already know. I'm going to keep it. Check me out on on my page, becomingoutlier.com slash links. Please check my brothers out at their pages. Y'all know I've been flashing it down here the entire episode. And again, my mission statement is to assist others in developing the audacity to live unapologetically authentic. The lit effect is about combining those right amount, the right amount of lit factors, such as acceptance, such as gratitude, such as the practice of being mindful and knowing that intentionality reflects relationship, combining the right set of ingredients to make this gumble for the perfect situation in this Mm -hmm. present moment. And then you lit up for life. You're living in your truth. And that is the only path to true happiness, peace, contentment. Mm-hmm. That's the path of authenticity. So I'm your host and I have my, my wonderful, brilliant guest. And we are out, y'all. We appreciate it. Stay lit. Stay lit.